Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good? Hey, listen, it's good to see you. We are so excited. I had to pull this a little closer to me. Uh, it's good to see you guys, man. We are so pumped about the Dream Again series. And, and uh, have you, how many guys have been enjoying this series? Yes? Like, has it been good for you? And so, man, we are excited. Part three of the series today. And, and just to catch you up, if you missed it, week one, we, uh, we talked about the idea that every person has a dream but your dream is either dead, dormant, or determined. That is that your dream that you have is just you've kind of let it die, and honestly, uh, you've you've moved on, and and you have no intentions of seeing that come true. Or it's dormant, where uh, you haven't given up on it, you're just not pursuing it at all. Or you're determined, which means that you're going after it and you're striving for it. And and what we believe and what God has spoken through his word is that that he has put a dream in each one of our hearts. And he's created us with a purpose. And he wants to help us fulfill the dream and the purpose. And in week two, we talked about why he wants you to fulfill the dream and the purpose. He wants you to fulfill that dream and that purpose so that he would be glorified. That he would get the glory for your life. That God wants to do something great through you. But he wants to do it that way so that everyone would see how good he is and what he's accomplished through your life. And so there's a why. And and truly understanding that knowing why, knowing your why, will carry you through your win. And what I mean by that is like a, when is this going to happen? When you know your why and you're rooted in your why, that questions of when is God going to do this? When are you going to see your dream fulfilled? Your why of knowing God's going to do it for you carries you through that season of wondering when it's going to happen. And so today we want to jump into uh, another portion of the series where we're going to talk about seeing again. So turn to your neighbor and say, see again. And so we want to talk about see again. Here's what, here's what we know is that what we know is that God wants you to dream again, but if he w- wants you to dream again, then what is the very first step? And, and I'm going to go ahead and give you this to you, like it's a little life hack moment right now. But if you're going to pursue a dream, if you're going to do anything great in the kingdom, here's what has to happen, is you have to start moving. You can't stand still and pursue a dream. So you have to start moving. You have to start putting one foot in front of the other. And so, man, last year, uh, we did the, me and my wife did this pretty good for a little while. Then we kept falling off. And so this year, we've made it a point. Every morning, we wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, which for us is very early. Wake up at 5 a.m. I make coffee. My wife comes wandering into the kitchen around 5.20 like this. Like she's looking around like it hasn't happened for the three weeks prior to that day. You know what I'm talking about? And so like, why are we here? I'm like, we're here every day. But we're doing that because we want to start moving. Like, have we seen everything happen in our life that we want God to do? No, but you know what? We still have dreams and we're not giving up on them. And the first step for us is we want to align ourselves every morning with God and pray, read our devotionals and center ourselves on God so that as we move throughout our day, he is constantly the one that we're looking to. And so here's what I'll tell you. Whatever it is you need to start doing, just start moving. 
And so that's why at TC, we have steps that we want you to move through, actually. So we want every person to know God. We want you to have a personal relationship with the God that created the universe. We want you to know him. And we want you to honestly fall in love with him. Like God is so amazing. Then we want you to find freedom. Because it's really hard to dream about tomorrow if you haven't dealt with your yesterday. And so whatever pain, whatever bitterness, whatever unforgiveness you have in your life, we want to help you deal with that. And you may say, Brad, I don't think I have unforgiveness. I'm good. False. Because there's at least one person right now from your past that if you saw them at Target or Walmart, you would pick a different line. Right? Like you just walking with your buggy like, not today, Satan. Mm -mm." Right? So... The reality is we all have something we need to deal with from our past. And it's hard to dream about the future if you haven't dealt with your, fa- with your past. And so we actually want to get you plugged into finding freedom and letting God move you. And then we want you to discover your purpose. Your third step is discover why God created you. And we actually have something called Growth Track. It's going to happen today at 1230. And we invite all of you to join us. If you want to discover what God created you for so that you can discover that purpose to start using it, then you can come eat pizza with me. There's the first, like, why, why not? You know what I'm saying? But then secondly, <laughs> we, we want to help you with some information to get you started on that journey. And so we would love to see you come join us for that. And then step four is once you discover that purpose, start making a difference in other people's lives with that purpose. You were created for it. We want to help give you outlets and a team that you can be surrounded by that'll help you with it. And Grow Track is how you start all of that. So today at 1230, it's going to happen. I invite any of you that haven't attended Growth Track. Come today and let's get you started on that. And you get to eat pizza with the coolest guy in this church. So whatever. No, I'm just kidding. So, but what we want to talk about today is this idea of seeing again. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, right? It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, right? And the vision there is talking about a dream. It's talking about a revelation, right? It's, it's talking about something bigger, right? It's, it's talking about where if you would have a dream for your life, like where there's no dream, where there's no revelation of what God wants for you, where none of that exists, people may not die physically, but you die dreaming about how good your marriage could be. You die and you give up on dreaming about what God wants to do in and through your life. You give up on how God wants to fulfill great purpose for you. You give up, all of those things perish when you don't have a dream for it. And, and some of the things that, I, I, you know, for, for some of you, you've kind of came to this place where you're like, man, I just wish I had this bank account. Like, if I just had this job, if I just got this promotion, if I, if I could just buy this house, if I could just have this car, like you've, you've set some goal that if I could just get there, then I would feel like I've accomplished it. If I would just get there, like if I could, there's just one step. If I could just get there, then everything would be good. And you know what? I honestly, I w- sometimes I wish God would just give you that so you could see that it hasn't fixed anything. Like th- if, if God gave that to you, like if God walked into your life and he gave you that house, that car, that bank account, if he gave you that promotion, if he gave you that paycheck, if he gave you any of those things, you would still be you just with those things. But you would still be just as bitter, just as angry, just as frustrated, just as full of anxiety, just as depressed. You would just have something with it. So like if I, if I made a cake, right, but I made it entirely out of dog mess. 
You can ice that bad boy up however you want to. It's still not a cake you're trying to eat. Some of you keep trying to put pretty things on top of a messed up life. And you can't figure out why you still don't want it. And the reality is that God is trying to show you that if you would start connecting to a dream bigger than just some goal, bigger than just some paycheck, bigger than the job or the degree or the whatever, if you would connect a dream to something bigger than that, and what is that? It's something that God wants to do through your life. And if you would connect to that, then you would connect to a vision where it's not perishing, where you're not giving up, but you would strive for it. And so I believe that's what missing. what is missing in a lot of people's lives is a genuine God dream. When we look at Proverbs 29, 29, 18, it says it in a different way, right? It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And that word blessed there, it literally is talking about like a happiness that's in your soul, right? We talked about this last year when we talked about dream again. That, that word blessed is like a happiness in your soul. How many guys remember dating back in the late, late 90s, early 2000s? Where y'all at? Date, like y'all remember that? You remember when you had to call them and you would sit on the phone till two in the morning, like listening to each other breathe because you were so in love? I just want to listen to you breathe. You'll get arrested for that in 2019. So we would, we, you're right, it's 2020. God, dog. But what, like, what happens? Like, we, you, you would find that, and, and you remember when you were dating back in the day? You remember when the person you were like, you really wanted to date them, or you were very interested in them, right? They finally said yes. Like, you would ask them out, and they would find, they said yes. You remember that, like, ooh, ooh, we in here. Like you walking around school, you don't like you, the girl you've been trying to, you like everyone knows she's hot. You walking around school like, hey, y'all know whose number I got. Y'all missed it. All the girls are like, girls, let me tell you about this man. Right? You remember that, that feeling, that type of, ooh, listen, that's the type of bless that God is talking about right here. Maybe not a man, maybe not a, a woman, not a boy or a girl, but there should be some sort of like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Jesus is taking over my life, y'all. Like he is giving me purpose. There's a dream that I have. He's taking me somewhere. I'm not living in yesterday. I'm ready to start living in tomorrow. God's going to do something great with my life. And there's that, that's the type of blessed. But for, for many of us, we keep getting stuck in this stumbling all over ourselves moment. Because we've lost the dream. We can't see what God is doing because we can't see. And that's why I said today we want to talk about seeing again. But here's the reality. If you're going to see again, you've got to stop asking spiritually blind people to proofread your dream. You've got to stop asking spiritually blind people. Listen, if they're miserable, you can bet your life they want you miserable. If they gave up on their dream, you can bet they want you to give up on yours because misery loves company. And so what you, what you need to do is you need to find some spiritually seeing people again and surround yourself with some of them that can speak life into what you see God doing in your life. 
And so there's the story of Joseph. We're kind of picking back up where uh, we've left off. And to, to kind of recap you, Joseph is his father's favorite son. His brothers get mad and they throw him. They gonna, they're going to kill him. Like, whoa, that escalated quickly. But they're going to kill him. They decide, no, let's throw him in a pit. They throw him in the pit. And then they actually sell him into slavery. Once he gets sold into slavery, then he goes to serve at Potiphar's house. And he's a slave at Potiphar's house, but then he, he very quickly has favor with God and he moves up through the ranks and becomes second in command at Potiphar's house. And, and that's a testament to all of us to realize that even though we may be in a season that we don't want to be in, God can still give us favor in that season. And so he's in this season. Uh, and so then Potiphar's wife comes to him and she wants him to sleep with her. Uh, and so she, she goes to him and she grabs his jacket and she says, come and sleep with me. And she, he's like, nah. And so he takes off, he, he leaves. And so she accuses him of rape to Potiphar. So Potiphar throws him in prison. I want you to think about it. Like he's, he's his father's favorite. He's on top of the mountain. Everything's good. He gets this dream about how his brothers are going to bow down to him. They don't like that. So they throw him in a pit, sell him into slavery. Gets to Potiphar's house. Things are going well, actually. He gets promoted. Even though it's not where he wants to be, it's way better than he could be. Things are looking good. Gets accused of rape, thrown into a prison. Isn't that how life feels for us sometimes? We're up here, then we're down here. Then we're up here, then we're down here. So then he's in prison right? And that's kind of where we're picking up for the story for today. So as he's in prison, the king's cupbearer and baker are thrown in prison. And so after some time that they've been in prison with him, right, they both have dreams, right? Well, who interprets dreams? Joseph. And that's where we pick up in Genesis chapter 40 today, verses six through eight. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected, so he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. So Joseph says to, him, to them, interpretations belong to God. So tell me your dreams and God will use me to tell you what they, use me to tell you what they mean. So he interprets their dreams. And the long story short, I'm, I'm trying to consolidate the story to save time today. But So the cupbearer has a, a dream about these grapes and the vines and being squeezed out. And, and the baker has a dream that he has the basket of uh, bread on his head and the birds are eating on the basket. Essentially, Joseph's like, all right, so here's what's going to happen. Cupbearer, you're getting restored, man. Pharaoh's bringing you back into the house. All things are going to be good. You're going back to your position. Everyone's like, hey, that's what I'm talking about, my man. Like, like everyone's celebrating. He's like, Baker, you're going to die. Like, Way to kill the room. <laughs> you know, like, and so lo and behold, we pick up right there, Genesis 40, 14 through 15. And please remember me. This is Joseph talking to the cupbearer. Please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. Listen, how many of you have ever been in that place? You're like, God, just get me out of this place. God, just get me out of this season. God, just get me out of this job. God, just get me out of this mentality. Get me out of this depression. Get me out of the, like, how many of you can connect to something in your life where you've asked, you've just been like, can somebody, somebody get me out. And so he says, let, tell him that he would let me out of this place for I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews. And now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. We've all been there. 
We're like, God, what are you doing in my life right now? And here's what I know. You got to get your focus off of where you are so you can focus on what God is doing. You got to get your focus off of where you are. You got to get your focus off of the season. You got to get your focus off of how miserable you are there. You got to get your focus off of how much you don't like it. You got to get your focus off of what you wish you had. You got to get off Instagram a little bit. Stop scrolling and looking at how everybody else's life looks and start looking at what God's trying to do in your life. And so we got to get our focus off of where we are. We may not be where we want to be. We may not even be where our dream is ultimately going to take us. But if we'll start looking at what God is doing in the meantime, we can connect with his purpose for us. Because it's not about where you are. It's about what God is doing. And so in that space, the cupbearer is there. And so the king has a dream. And so as the cupbearer, he has a dream. And so the cupbearer has been restored. And so after he has that dream, the cupbearer, the, the, he's looking for someone to interpret that dream. And all of a sudden, the cupbearer, who was in prison and got restored, is like, hey, I know somebody that interprets dreams. Now, keep in mind, this has been years. Joseph's like, bro, you had one job. Get me out of here. So he has a dream and the cupbearer says, hey, when I was in prison, this guy Joseph, he interpreted my dream. It came true. Maybe he can do that for you. And so the uh, king sends for him and ultimately Joseph interprets the dream. And what he tells him as he says, listen, there's going to be a famine that hits the land. You're going to have some years of plenty where everything is good, but then you're going to hit a year of famine where it doesn't rain, the crops will die, and you'll have nothing. And you got to prepare for this season by utilizing what's best in this season. And he says, you know what? I'm going to put you over all of this process. So he takes Joseph from the prison, and then he puts him into a position. And he says, because of this, I want you to come up with a process for how we're going to collect during this season, and it'll carry us through this season. And so guess who has to come to Joseph to get food during the famine? His brothers. And so Joseph has been dreaming, and his brothers come to him. And as they come to him, they kind of come to this place where they're looking at him, but when they look at him, they don't recognize him. And here's what you got to realize and what we all have to realize is when God starts giving you positions in your dream, you should look different than you used to. You should walk different than you used to. You should talk different. than. There should be something different. When God is moving you through seasons of your life and you are staying connected to him, you had an opportunity to become arrogant, but you stay connected to God. You had an opportunity to sleep with that heifer wife, of, but you didn't take that. You stayed faithful. You went to prison. You stay committed to the plan of God. When we stay committed to the plan of God, we can have confidence. And if we stay committed to the plan of God, then we should look different in the midst of it. We should be changing into God, who God is changing us into. His brothers show up and they're looking him in his face and they don't recognize him. And here's the deal. What we have to realize is that we can't assume. When we look at other people, don't just assume that everything they have is just because God just blessed them and they never had to go through nothing to obtain it. Don't scroll through Instagram looking at other people's photos like, look at God just blessing everybody else while I'm still broke. Somebody gets a new car, and they're like, my car don't even crank three times out of the month. Someone gets a new house. You're sitting there like, I've been living in this crummy apartment. 
God just blessing everybody else. They don't even have to work for it. They don't even struggle. How do you know they don't struggle? You want to know why? It ain't none of your business what God does for somebody else. What you need to be looking for is what God is trying to teach you to take you into the next season. Because there's somebody else. When God does come through for you, guess what? There's somebody else on Instagram going, look at Brad. Just blessed all the time. Don't go through nothing. If you only knew my life. Here's the reality. When God gives you a reward, we should be saturated in humility and honoring God in every moment of what he's doing in our life. Because here's the reality. If there's no pit and no prison, then there's no promotion and no position. So here's the reality. What Joseph had to learn in prison is this. Your dream will only be fulfilled when your character can handle it. You say, God, how come you haven't come? How come you haven't done this for me yet? Because you're not ready for it yet. You wonder why Joseph wasn't ready to be out of prison yet? Because he was still trying to talk his way out of prison. He was still talking about all the reasons why he shouldn't be there. You want to know why you're not ready for your next season yet? Because you still want it for you. You don't want it for the glory of God. Oh, we're real now. Sorry. Can we be honest? We have ambition for our sake. But a lot of times we don't have ambition for the glory of God's sake. But if we'll align our hearts to want to give God glory in the midst of our dream, we'll see our dream come to fulfillment so that we can give it back to him. But the key is that Joseph never stopped seeing the dream. He never stopped looking for it. He never stopped going after it. He, he was in a constant pursuit. He was constantly connected. He knew exactly where he needed to be. Every opportunity he got to abandon the dream for something else, he stayed fixed on it. You want to know why? Because he didn't stop seeing. But there's a story in the Bible in Mark chapter 8 of someone else who couldn't see, and, and it's right here in verses 23 through 24. And so this is talking about what Jesus is with a blind man. And so Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And then he spit on the man's eyes. Hey, bro, you have a bottle of water? You couldn't go to the river? Jesus like, you know, like, all right. So he spits on the man's eyes and places his hands on him. And Jesus says, can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I see people, and they look like trees walking around. And here's the question that I have for you. If he was blind, how did he know what trees looked like? If he's blind, how does he know what trees look like? Well, here's my, my uh, this is the BLV, the Brad Livingston version. And here's what I think. I think that he probably wasn't always blind. You see, I, I get the impression that at one point in time, this blind man could see. I get the impression that at one point in time, this blind man had vision. And hear me for a second. I, I want some of you to grab a hold of this. 
At one point in time, he could see. At one point in time, everything was clear. At one point in time, everything had a vision. Everything was easy to see. Everything was easy to understand. He could see it. It was right there. And then all of a sudden, I would assume, based on the fact that he knew what trees looked like, that then all of a sudden, he lost it. He couldn't see anymore. And how many of us are in that same place where we used to be able to see. We could see clearly. We could see where we wanted our life to be. We could see where we wanted everything to line up. We could see the career we wanted. We could see the the dreams we had. We had a vision for the future. We could see, and something happened in your life, and you lost sight of that. You lost the ability to see what it is God wants to do in your life. You lost the vision. But here's the beauty, man, is that Jesus is the sight restorer. Jesus gives sight to the blind. Jesus restores the vision that is lost. Jesus restores the dream. Jesus declares that you may have lost it at some point, that someone may have robbed your innocence, someone may have hurt you, circumstances may have come against you, and things may have rocked you so hard that you lost the ability to see something that he had put in your heart, something that he had put in your mind, something you were going after, a reason to wake up every day. You once had it, but maybe you lost it, but the good news is that Jesus is the one that can bring it back into your life, that Jesus is the restorer of things that we lose in this life, that Jesus comes to make all things right where the world continues to make things broken and he stepped into your life and you're here today to hear this truth that Jesus wants you to see again. He wants you to see again. And what does that even look like? What would it take? Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ, which means I have, I have died to myself. I've let go of everything that I want and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. For those of us who are in Jesus, it's not about living for your wants anymore. It's about living for God's wants in you. It's about living the life that Jesus has destined you to live. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You want to know what it's going to take to see again? Your new life is going to cost you your old one. Your new life is going to cost you your old one. There are some things you're going to need to let go of to start seeing again. Can you go back to the story of the blind man in Mark chapter 8? When you look at him, most of the times in the Bible and in that time frame, a blind man would find a spot to lay their mat and that's where they would stay. They wouldn't move around very much. So why did Jesus take him out of the village? Some scholars believe that Jesus was asking him to abandon his familiar place, to go for the new thing that he was gonna take him to. Would he had got his sight back if he wanted to keep what he used to have? And for many of us, Jesus is telling you, 
I'm ready to let you see again. I'm ready to give you vision. I'm ready to give you a dream. I'm ready to give your life purpose. But to do it, you gotta let go of what you used to be to pursue who I'm ready for you to become. Are we ready to see again? Are we ready to dream again? And are we ready to have vision for our life? Because we know that God is ready. So let's prepare our hearts. And so I wanna pray for you this morning that God would restore your sight and that God would give you a connection to your dream. And so Father, I just pray right now, God, for every person that's in here. Father, I pray that you would connect their dream back to them. Father, I pray that you would restore their sight. I pray that God, where life has robbed us of our ability to dream, our ability to have a vision, our, our ability to see, Father, that you would step into that space and restore sight to the spiritually blind, restore hope to those who have found themselves hopeless, restore peace to those who have found themselves peaceless. God, I pray that you would give us a vision again, that we could leave behind areas of our life that continue to keep us in depression and anxiety and brokenness, but we could step forward into purpose and into fulfillment that you have for us. So God, I pray that you do that in our life. In Jesus' name. With everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed this morning. If you're in this place and for you, one of the biggest reasons why you can't see is because you know that there's something in your life that's standing between you and God. It's, and because it's standing between you and God, it's standing between you and God's dream for you. There's a sin, there's an area of your life that you know isn't right. Well, the good news is I'm not here to tell you to fix that. I'm here to tell you that because you can't fix that, Jesus has come on the scene to take care of that for you. That the gospel says that if we would repent, repent of those things, to turn away from it, to say, I'm not going back to that. I wanna go after Jesus, that he is ready to extend grace to each one of us for that area of our life that we know isn't right and to wash away the sins that continue to hold us down so that we can be made perfect through Jesus' sacrifice when he died on the cross. And so today, if you're ready for that, you're ready to say, Brad, I, I need a fresh start. Brad, I, I need a new beginning. I, I'm ready to let go of what's behind me and I'm ready to pursue after this dream. I'm ready to see again, but I need Jesus to take away these things in my life and I'm ready to give him my life. And if that's you today, we wanna pray for you. And so with everyone's eyes closed and no one looking around today, if you say, Brad, that's me. I'm ready for a new beginning in Jesus. I'm ready for a fresh start. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I wanna pray for you. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me, Brad. I'm ready for a fresh start. I'm ready for a new beginning. Awesome. Yes, once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Is there more that says, that's me. I'm ready for a fresh start, Brad. I'm, I'm ready for God to give me a new beginning. Awesome, yes. Awesome, yes. Here's, maybe you're watching us online. You're saying, that's me. I'm ready. I'm ready to move towards the purpose. I'm ready to move towards the calling. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. I want, I want God's dream in my life, but I want to be forgiven. I want a fresh start in Jesus. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer together. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. Your faith in Jesus alone makes you saved. But we want to put words to the actions of our heart 
that says, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. And so I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer after me and the whole church is gonna do it with you. So you're not praying by yourself. So church, let's pray together and repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you paid for my sins. I believe you've given me a fresh start. So I wanna follow you. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid for those sins and I believe you resurrected three days later. Through your life, through your death and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So make me brand new. Help me dream again. Help me see again so I can follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, can we put our hands together for all those that prayed that today? Man, we celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.